0: Blue wire. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. Stafford stepping it up. Going left side. Watch Calvin. End zone, got him. Oh, baby, that was a rocket. And it's picked off. Intercepted by Darius. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Michael Rothstein Show. I'm your host, Michael Rothstein, and this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Get a 50% welcome bonus by using the code BLUEWIRE when you make your first deposit. So, we're not even at the actual start of the league year yet, uh, depending when you're listening on Wednesday. And already so much has happened around the league and for the Detroit Lions. We're recording this about 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday night. So if there are moves made after this time, we'll cover them in Wednesday's podcast. But it's once again, like I said, been a busy day for the Lions and around the NFL. As far as the Lions go, Tuesday was more defined by who is no longer with Detroit than anyone the club actually signed in the last 24 hours. Detroit said goodbye to one of its team captains, Devon Kennard, a move that's both surprising and actually not all that surprising. I'll explain. It's not surprising for a few reasons. First is his role and how he played. Yeah, he tied the team lead for seven sacks last year, but half of those came in week one against Arizona. And it came on a team that was atrocious Russing, the passer. So, so bad, if you remember correctly. He was, much like Rick Wagner, who the Lions released a week ago, fine last season. He's a fine player. But once the Lions agreed to terms with Jamie Collins on Monday night, it made the linebacker room really, really crowded. And Detroit was not going to move on from Jelani Tavai last year's second-round pick. The club just gave Christian Jones an extension, and Jared Davis has a little under two million dollars guaranteed for 2020. Meanwhile, Kennard has a cap hit of 7.425 million for this year, and none of that was guaranteed. He had a base salary of four point nine five million, and by cutting him, the Lions save almost six million in cap space. If you've been a loyal podcast listener, I've mentioned him as an unlikely but possible cap cut depending on certain situations that could get him pushed out the door this type of situation bringing in jamie collins was essentially the type of move that would force the lions to maybe move on from Kennard. collins can play any linebacker position and he can easily slide into Kennard's role don't forget too that the lions are going to be looking for edge rushers in the draft so add that plus collins And the fact that Kennard doesn't really play special teams, and there's just not much room left for him. Remember, too, the Lions could end up getting a guy like Josh Uche from Michigan in the second round, or maybe even a couple of other players, maybe a Bradley and Nye later on in the draft. And where would you have Kennard play at that point? They're just... One of those guys was going to get pushed out in August, so... If you're the Lions and you know Kennard's not part of your future, maybe you let him go now. There had been rumors that maybe the Lions would try to trade him, but instead they're letting him try to find his own new home. So why is there a level of a surprise then? Well, it's because of what Kennard does off the field. He was well-respected in the locker room. He was the team's Walter Payton Man of the Year candidate last year. He was amazing in the community, often giving his time to organizations and trying to better Detroit. He was often available in the locker room and was open, at least to me, about his frustrations of how the season was going as it went along last year. But he also bought into what the Lions were doing. And Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn liked him a lot as a human and as a character guy in the locker room, even whipping up the rare release statement after letting him go on Tuesday night. Different than, say, when the Lions cut quarterback Kyle Slaughter and safety A.J. Howard earlier on Tuesday. He'll be missed by the Lions for what he brought off the field. It's just that the on-field production wasn't enough for the Lions to really consider keeping around. We'll be back right after this with some thoughts on two depth Lions additions on Tuesday and some more of what's happened around the NFL. Here a quarterback or two ended up on the move. With Currently, no NBA, NHL, or college basketball. You might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Bet online still has hundreds of places to wager, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still some mixed martial arts and esports is on the rise. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and even, if it happens, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online your new ticket to online action. Now, back to our show. So, we're back. And let's start with the two Detroit moves since the last edition of the podcast. Late Monday night, the Lions agreed to terms with defensive tackle Nicholas Williams from Chicago. It's a signing that, eh, eh, there's definitely risk involved here for the Lions, considering Detroit likes to get pressure from up the middle, and Williams has done that just one season in his career, last year, at almost 30. Before last season, he never even had an NFL sack. He never had a major role in any defense. He shouldn't have a massive role in this defense either, maybe more of a rotational role with yet-to-be-determined defensive tackles, but there's still definitely a boom or bust field of this move. If he works out, he might be a steal for Detroit. But there's also a chance he could be on the level of former Lions signing Sylvester Williams too, a move that never worked out and saw Williams released midway through his one year with the club. So that's something to consider when you're looking at Nicholas Williams. Figure the Lions are going to make another defensive tackle move as well somewhere. The market has started with figure to be big target DJ Reader actually heading to Cincinnati and Malik Collins and Jordan Phillips also coming off the board. So guys to potentially watch here as we get closer to the actual start of free agency, Danny Shelton, yes, there's a Patriots connection, would make a lot of sense. There's also Michael Pierce from Baltimore, who could fit that Damon Harrison role. Linval Joseph and Dotari Poe are also potential possibilities, along with Shelby Harris from Denver. Those might be your five next-tier targets. So there are options, but it really, at least to me, might start with Shelton at this point and then go from there. Then, on Tuesday, the Lions solved their backup quarterback situation by agreeing to terms with Chase Daniel. Daniel is kind of a no-lose type of player for Detroit. You don't ever really want to see him on the field or in the game except during warmups. but he can get you out of a game or get you through a few weeks if necessary. Because let's still be real here. If Matthew Stafford gets hurt again, the Lions are in trouble again. And that would have happened no matter who the backup quarterback was. But it will be less trouble than a year ago because Daniel is better than Jeff Driscoll and David Blau and Josh Johnson. Remember, also, part of the role of the backup is to get the starter ready for game day. And Daniel has played in so many systems and studied so many defenses in his career that he brings more value than you might even realize. So what does this do for the Lions in drafting a quarterback? In theory, not that much. I still don't think Detroit takes two at number three. I've been pretty steadfast about that because the Lions still have major defensive needs and I can't imagine them tying up that high of a draft pick in a quarterback, especially one that they can't even really work out or bring in on their own now because the NFL canceled all visits which if you think about it could make a difference because I would imagine the Lions doctors would really want to take a look at Tua but it shouldn't preclude them from going after a quarterback on day two or day three to develop behind Stafford and Daniel for a year then you make a decision on all three of those players after the 2020 season where of course there could be much larger changes happening within the organization anyway but Daniel gives them a better number 2 option for 2020 at a cheaper rate than Case Keenum, who might have been the best realistic backup option out there for Detroit. He went to Cleveland. Speaking of quarterbacks, that was the big news around the league on Tuesday, and it matters to the Lions, too. Detroit's quarterback-to-face ledger just got much harder in 2020, with Tom Brady agreeing to terms with Tampa Bay, and Phillip Rivers doing the same with Indianapolis. And both of them will be coming to Ford Field, along with Drew Brees, who returned to New Orleans on Tuesday, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers. That's potentially five Hall of Fame quarterbacks, depending how you feel about Watson and Rivers, showing up in Detroit as visitors in 2020. That'll be a challenge for Matt Patricia no matter what. It'll be weird seeing Brady and Rivers in different jerseys, although you can play with it now on Madden. But... They have so much talent around them, they become very, very difficult opponents for Detroit this season. Adding in that they have to play potentially a really improved Arizona team on the road, and this Detroit schedule is looking on paper to be really difficult this season in what's a make or potentially break year for Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. So where do the Lions still need to make some moves on Wednesday, or heading into Wednesday at least? Well, we discussed defensive tackle already. Guard is still a spot to watch. Take a look at Carolina's Greg Van Rotten, who a source told me has at least been in discussions with the Lions as of earlier Tuesday. Ted Karras remains a player to watch as well. And if I'm the Lions, and again, this is just pure speculation, but if I'm the Lions, I'd take a look at Michael Schofield. Running back is a possibility, too. Not many have signed with teams yet, and Devontae Freeman from Atlanta is now available and I wouldn't be shocked if even more running backs become available on Wednesday. Once again, it could be a market where the Lions could get a quality player much cheaper than otherwise thought. Will any of that happen? We'll see. League year officially opens at 4 p.m. today, so be ready for another wild day in the NFL. Thanks, as always, to Regents Field and Blue Wire for hosting this podcast and my producer, David Woodley. Check out all the action on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rothstein and on Facebook at Michael Rothstein Journalist. Check out all my words at ESPN.com. And don't forget to give a nice review and five star rating along with subscribing and downloading this podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, Apple, Google, Overwatch, Overcast, Spotify. I'm sure I missed a few. Wherever you listen to us. Please give us those ratings. Please download. It will help make this podcast better and grow. And it helps me too. So be safe. Be smart. Support local businesses where you can. And please, please make sure to be washing your hands as much as possible. We'll talk with you tomorrow.